0: Can you hear that someone's like...
1: Yeah, I can hear lawn mowing.
0: Mowing a lawn. California.
1: Welcome to The Cutdown, a podcast all about the art of trailer editing. This is episode number 28. I'm Derek Liu.
0: And I'm Rick Thomas. Yes, it's episode number 28, but we've been on hiatus. Our quarantine lockdown pandemic imposed hiatus is still going on. But compared to the last couple of months, there's so much content that's come out as kind of Theatres gear up to opening and, you know, so much stuff's been released over the last couple of weeks that we couldn't possibly not comment on it. So here we are.
1: Yeah, the DC FanDome event was just recently. So a whole bunch of new trailers coming out of that. Uh, I really wanted to talk about the final Tenet trailer, which just came out recently. And yeah, I have a few thoughts here and there about some of the, the DC things that came out, like Wonder Woman and Batman, the Zack Snyder cut. Actually, one thing I just wanted to just give you the opportunity to say that you did. You finished a couple of tra-
0: I did. Well, I finished both trailers for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Bill and Ted, what have you got to say for yourselves?
1: Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes.
0: Which really was like a lifetime dream for me, you know, I watched those movies over and over when I was a kid. I had to track down the soundtrack to Bogus Journey just to hear Kisses God Gave Rock and Roll to You. On my bachelor party, we did a Bill and Ted-themed drinking game. Oh my god! Yeah. Other than the fact that I grew up in Reading, which is very, very far from San Dimas, California, they're a huge part of my life. So I was so lucky and privileged to be able to work on that movie. And that movie is such a kind of injection of, well, people will see this Friday when it comes to your home or theatres. That release strategy is kind of symptomatic of the goodwill that that film and that franchise create. So it was a real gift to be able to work on the trailers and dabble in the musical heritages as well of that movie and kind of bring it up to date but also keep nodding with the air guitar fills and all that kind of stuff and be sensitive of the history and a super fun, ridiculous, silly sandpit to play in with death coming back and then going to hell and the future and and these just really lovable characters but yeah no it was fun doing the you know doing the teaser and kind of thinking how to announce that these characters were back after such a kind of long time and try and keep it more kind of eventy and then to dig into the story for the second piece as well and yeah it was super fun so check it out in theaters or in your homes uh friday august 28th
1: I had no idea you had such a personal connection to Bill and Ted.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but I think that actually, you know, that speaks to the franchise, that someone who grew up in suburban England can have that kind of connection to, to these characters.
1: It, it does seem to be the sort of movie with the positive vibes that everyone needs at this moment in time.
0: Dad yes! How you doing? Well, you know, we're dead and we're in hell.
1: But how you doing?
0: We're, we're good! good. Yeah, it's funny, there was a copy line that I came up very early in the process, which is like, they're the heroes that the world needs right now. And this was like about a year ago, (laughs) so (laughs) the world was already in a bad enough state that I was like, the world needs now more than ever to be excellent to each other. And that was a year ago. So I think that message has only got stronger over that time.
1: Yes, the lesson is is that it's it's always good for people to be excellent to each other.
0: And party on, dudes. it was funny enough, it was our last podcast that we were talking about, Christopher Nolan trailers, because I think it was the last trailer. And this now is the final trailer because after being delayed, it's definitely coming to theaters soon.
1: I think after we recorded the episode, I was just really just so high on the idea that the Christopher Nolan trailers, they, they do a really great job of teasing out the story and somehow making three to four trailers and not still spoiling anything which i think tenet is still doing after all these trailers but the thing i wanted to talk about with this trailer is just it felt just so like not christopher nolan just felt like it really didn't match anything else that had come before either through tenet or his previous works it was just like An obvious choice for like one of these is not like the other. It just it started especially with this this music track, which I don't really know how to describe it, but it sounded like it's made for the film because I think they said tenet in the lyrics.
0: I will confess I haven't seen this trailer because I'm now becoming that person who won't watch anything before the movie comes <laughs> out. And I think, like, the thing with Tenet is, like, I'm in. Yeah. So, And also because uh, so much stuff came out for Fandom that my focus was elsewhere. Uh, so was it, like, the Eminem Venom kind of the lyrics in
1: there I'm not really sure what to call the music it had a lot of auto-tune in it the thing that really stood out to me for this trailer overall is just that the music sort of flattened the whole trailer out it felt more like you know a music cue that wasn't like trailerized as it were it just felt like this is probably pretty much what this song is like so it didn't really have those peaks and valleys that you expect from a trailer the energy was not really very dynamic I think I was just losing track of anything going on at some point I was thinking wow, is this trailer still going? Which is really never a good sign. Was there
0: dialogue and stuff? Yeah, there's dialogue. So I was going to say is it more music video-y?
1: It's really an odd one because also it's very long. It's it's over three minutes or so or maybe just under if you take out the the title cards. And they they did repeat some scenes from previous trailers like they still have the same button at the end with the giant plane sort of stunt there. And they show some dialogue from previous scenes like the woman explaining the, the bullets that are like being caught by the gun rather than being shot by the gun. They sort of expand on that idea a little bit more but they didn't really go too much further in. It almost felt like a teaser trailer in terms of its story content, except that it was like three minutes long, (laughs) but definitely... I don't know, a third of the way through, maybe half of the way through, I was just thinking to myself, like, this is still going. And the cutting of the images just felt so much all over the place that it didn't really give me anything to latch on to. Like, ah, this is this trailer where they're focusing on this thing, or they're focusing on this thing. This is more like the trailer where, uh, this is the one where they're using this music track. And they did show some new stuff, I, I think they did, or at least maybe they expanded on some previous scenes, where there was, like, some sort of, like, giant war scene going on, where I'd never seen it before, but it came after so much trailer, my brain couldn't help but start thinking, okay, how much of the movie are they showing here? Like, I don't really feel spoiled, but I still feel a little bit like, okay, probably could have stopped sooner or something is just the general vibe that I got. It didn't really live up to my expectations of Christopher Nolan trailers, especially after the episode we recorded. So I just kind of bewildered.
0: Interesting. So what do you think that the takeaways are from that?
1: I was really trying to think about what would inspire people to make this sort of trailer like what is this trailer bringing that other ones aren't and I could only really latch on to that okay we have this music cue maybe because they need to have this announcement hey Tenet is coming to to theaters because they had sort of that false start where they're like it's coming to theaters oh wait actually we can't (laughs) and then they've pushed it back and I was like, oh, no, actually coming to theaters, so maybe they just felt they needed some sort of like media asset to make that announcement.
0: This has really thrown people's release strategies because as I was looking over trailers, I saw the the you know the final Black Widow trailer, which was supposed to be the kind of okay, we're going all out now up until release. I think came out five or six months ago. So so it really has kind of thrown those traditional rollouts of campaigns where you know you get your first teaser out and then a trailer and then like right towards release you get that final thing. But this is, you know, effectively the last trailer we talked about back in May was probably that for Tenet. Um, and then they've kind of gone to this other level and they've got this queue as well. I think that's actually interesting. In a way, that's a really good segue to talking about the Fandone because I wanted to talk in terms of that a more music video thing. It actually speaks to me of the trailer for Justice League.
1: Mm, yeah. The Snyder Cut.
0: Yeah, which was previewed at the, the DC Fandom, which is this a really amazing online event that they did, that Warner Brothers and DC put together for all of their DC content. And, you know, in the era, obviously, you know, we had Comic-Con at home a couple of months ago, but in the era of us not being able to do these kind of big events live and you know the democratic convention and everything that's kind of shifting online it was a really good way to do that and i love the you know the virtual spaces and the big hall and the the hall that you felt like you were walking through it really kind of eventized all of these things and then to release that much content as well but yeah no the uh, the link there is the trailer for the final they've released the snyder cut or they're going to release the Snyder Cut eventually. So this is a trailer teased a couple of times and there's there's been a couple of very small reveals of shots and things prior to this point, but this is now the first trailer for the Snyder Cut. And it's an interesting one because at this stage, you know, this film is almost about the kind of story behind it as much as it is actually about what, you know, people are, arguably this is a very strange thing because the people have seen this film, they just haven't seen this version. So in terms of story and stuff like that, you actually don't need to lay out a huge amount of story. You need to say, hey, here's this stuff and eventize it. And I think that's why they run with the cue in the way that they do.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think about the thought process must have been behind this. And yeah, I definitely think, like you said, they honed in on it's about the cut more than the film i think great it's out hallelujah <laughs> and let's let's make sure to show as many zach snyder re sort of stylized slow motion shots as possible to make this you know look the part as much as possible and you know there i don't think there are any quips or anything like that which is probably like a very joss whedon sort of signature sort of thing
0: yeah it's very dark very dark very serious Strange aspect ratio, which is another kind of mixed up cool thing as well. I think this was how we shot it. But I really like the way that this is cut to the music. There's a lot of people kind of out on the fence in terms of the use of Hallelujah. It's definitely a cue that's been used before. <laughs> and actually I like your reading of Hallelujah, it's arrived and congratulations to all the people calling on WB for, uh, to release the Snyder Cut for the last three years. <laughs> But I like the way there's, there's one of the first shots at the top is some dude swinging a big hammery axe thing and it kind of cuts out before the impact and there's some actually really sensitive cutting to the cue, which is kind of emphasised by the fact that there's no traditional trailer sound design in here, you don't get a big mm. like, anvil smack or a rise or a whoosh with the thing but the cue actually does kind of go bleed over the title and start going more trailery for the kind of the last line from batfleck but yeah it's it's kind of unconventional in its use of or lack of sound design but kind of yes very zack snydery and no need for story like i said very kind of eventy and no copy either no you know like finally it's arrived just that kind of sparseness
1: yeah i think it's just really just to connect to the snyder fans out there i'm sure that the fans are like yes yes (laughs) after watching this and they're totally uh in line with whatever the the trailer is saying yeah i think they did a good job
0: what this kind of speaks to the whole dc fandom spoke to and it's actually something interesting that they did with justice league and this is me speaking as a film fan and not necessarily a trailer editor is actually, you know, you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you've got a very kind of coherent, everyone is, you know, other than the, the like, Ed Norton, Terence Howard recasting. You have a very kind of coherent, gelled, cinematic universe, even though it goes to extremes. Like, you'll have something like The Winter Soldier, which is very serious and espionage and then you'll have something madcap, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. That's testament to them that they made it coherent, despite these shifts in tone and stuff. I think actually what what this whole event made me realise about DC is that they can be kind of schizophrenic and they work best when they're schizophrenic and not trying to tie it all up with a bow so you'll get three versions of Batman, you'll have Michael Keaton's Batman and Robert Patterson's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman all kind of existing simultaneously and obviously you've got Joaquin Phoenix's Joker who's in a kind of separate world and then you've got the Arrowverse you know you've got two versions of Flash who actually meet at one point but it actually felt more coherent to me tied together in the fandom even though it was quite schizophrenic in its content. Which of the other trailers did you respond to?
1: I want to talk just maybe a little bit about Batman. I don't really have very strong thoughts about this one either because, I mean, the so the new Robert Pattinson Batman, it looks real dark. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really seem to be differentiating itself too much that way. Maybe it is, like, if, actually darker I was trying to think about okay what are they doing here to differentiate them from other Batman films and I mean it does seem literally darker and they they also finally acknowledge that Batman wears eyeliner when he has a mask on
0: yeah or grease paint
1: yeah you don't see any uh, skin color when he has his his cowl on aside from just things looking darker the I think the one shot in the Batman trailer that felt like a very deliberate choice i mean i'm sure they're all deliberate but there's that one shot where you're just like totally beating on this one henchman like probably way past the point of necessity if you're arguing that it's necessary at all but that just felt like a shot like you know this is a different batman they're gonna totally like wail on on people and they're more brutal like that that felt like a very much like a like a sort of signal flare saying hey we're gonna do something different here.
0: Yeah, in my notes, I've actually written crunchy punchy for that bit because it was so (laughs) kind of, it was so sound designed, um, like really impactful. The hell are you supposed to be? They'd really kind of gone to town and that was a nice bit and there was no rise under it and it was just kind of organic and maybe there was a bit of thunder rolling in the background. That was really nice and totally went with the Nirvana cue as well. I mean, I, I really like this, I think it definitely has a very David Fincher aesthetic to it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'm a big fan of Matt Reeves. I thought what was most interesting is this, there's a couple of editorial things I like. I like the, the tape. Uh, It's kind of very like the the Suicide Squad logo that used to rotate with the Joker's laugh. I like the the logo reacting to the tape as, I think it's the Riddler buying someone up. I like the kind of camera flash rise that is in there. Any of this mean
1: anything to you?
0: I like the subtle trailerization of Nirvana that they've got there. You know, they're not covering it, but they're kind of working with it. I thought what was most interesting to the reaction of this is actually in the absence of content for the last five months, how, how aware people are of the kind of thing behind the trailer. And most a lot of the YouTube comments here really focus on the fact that they've only shot 25%. And it's really interesting that people kind of know that. And obviously things have slowed down for the pandemic, but people saying, wow, look at this. And that's only, they've only filmed 25%. Uh, It's a kind of really interesting angle that I've never seen before. Because obviously, you know, traders get rushed out mid-production, but that production isn't halted. So I think that's why people were more kind of aware of it this time. But it was a really interesting meta comment on it.
1: Yeah, I I didn't see those comments, but that is sort of an inadvertent peek behind the scenes in a way that people can be uh, uh, sort of understanding about the trailer production from that angle.
0: Yeah, I think that was the most interesting thing to come out of Fandome for me. You know, we've been talking for for a while about behind the scenes pieces and things like that. And, you know, what, what traditionally defines a trailer. And actually, if you look at Fandome, the first content for a lot of these movies were unconventional trailers. Yes, you have something like The Batman, which actually kind of once put out, even if it was only 25%, looks like a pretty conventional teaser trailer. You've got Wonder Woman, which again is kind of more conventional. Um, But then you get things like the Black Adam pieces and the Suicide Squad things, you know, the Suicide Squad, both pieces that came out, a a brilliantly rendered graphic piece with a kind of cast character announce, and then a behind the scenes sizzle piece. Looks super fun and got people really excited. And it was the first, you know, it's the first look at those things. But I guess in the in the tradition of the episode 7, 8, and 9 behind-the-scenes pieces, which I think maybe came out before or after the teaser trailers, this has got people really, really excited about that movie. But it's not a traditional teaser trailer. And maybe it kind of doesn't matter anymore that it isn't.
1: Yeah, I actually, I really liked that behind-the-scenes look at Suicide Squad production. I think it's going to surprise people. You kind of sit there and go, how did they do that? I feel like of the trailers that came out, this is probably one of the traileriest. I was really just paying attention at just how it really had a lot of those traditional trailer editing, sort of like accents and, you know, the really quick cuts were, or the people like pointing at things and things exploding after that that sort of thing
0: (laughs) but from a behind the scenes i'm not sure that there was any actual footage in there there may have been something well,
1: Sarah. I think there was probably maybe like a little bit, but mostly it, it seemed just like behind-the-scenes stuff. But it was really well cut, it got me really excited, and uh, I didn't really have much interest in Suicide Squad necessarily. But it was really uh, well cut, and I found it very entertaining, and just the, the quotes that they had for the different filmmakers were really on point. Just saying like, oh, you know, James Gunn is the only person who could do this, and just people pumping him up. There's no one better in the world to direct the Suicide Squad. And then James Gunn. And him just talking about his ideas just made it seem exciting and something I might look forward to now. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, it, again, it goes back to that schizophrenic point that, you know, you yes, you're doing a sequel to Suicide Squad and there's been Birds of Prey since that point. It's kind of OK. You can kind of soft reset. You know, you're not throwing everything out and saying, all right, well, if we're going to restart, we're going to have to Spider-Man it and completely reset the universe. We're just going to take those characters and let another filmmaker do their thing with it. So, yeah, I, I mean, it was a really fun event and kind of slickly pulled off and really captured uh, the People's imaginations, and also, you know, I'm always talking about things from an international point of view as well. But they had different hosts from di- from different countries. There was actually there was a lot of leaking that went on through the day. I think because people were on different timeframes. But you know, that kind of that's part and parcel of all of this. And. You know, people were kind of saying, oh, wait for the proper, you know, wait for the proper release. And, you know, it's all kind of part of the fun of the day and everything came out and everything got its moment, including a couple of uh, games releases as well. There was a Suicide Squad, Let's Kill the Justice League.
1: Yeah, the cinematic trailer, which, yeah, I enjoyed it fine. Again, I don't really have much interest specifically in Suicide Squad, but I thought the cinematic was well done. The characters seem to have nice personality and it had a really, really good ending, like a no crap ending that was just like when you saw it, you're like, oh. Oh, okay, now I'm interested. <laughs> At least that's, that's that was sort of my reaction, which I won't spoil it, just go and watch it, and I think it has a pretty good ending.
0: Yeah, as usual, links to all of these trailers, if you haven't seen them already, are in the description.
1: There's a Gotham Knights trailer, which I guess it's sort of building off of the Arkham game format. It seemed to have the same sort of gameplay in there. that one just did a good job of showing lots of different characters and showing how they're they're different and they play differently aside from that it wasn't necessarily super groundbreaking but it was, it was really well edited and made. Really nice graphics behind the, the characters as they're sort of having their moment in the, the sun before showing the little gameplay bits.
0: And we kind of glossed over it there, but on the subject of Wonder Woman, what did you make of that final trailer?
1: I was kind of underwhelmed by, I think because that first one came out so strong with that really like 80s style graphics and music. that one really was making a statement and this one they sort of had maybe a little bit of a callback with the the logo treatment at the beginning but the rest of it it didn't feel like it added too much i mean they definitely focused a lot more on the cheetah character i don't want to be like anyone i want to be an apex predator but i don't really know what the cheetah's character is real beef is with wonder woman so i found it a little bit hard to not necessarily relate to but just understand what the conflict is so it was sort of underwhelming for me it didn't really leave me with a very strong impression of the movie
0: yeah i really liked it as a second piece i mean that first piece was so strong like leaning into the 80s with the blue monday remix and i think you've got that nod with the sinks since in the 80s but it's not just doing the same trick again it's kind of saying all right well we're gonna you know kind of work with the synthy trader queue as well and actually i think it was good in terms of how many questions it posed, you know, it threw a lot of stuff in. We still don't know how Steve Trevor is back. There's not a huge amount of explanation as to what's happening with Kristen Wiig and not a ton of scenes yet. Yeah, a lot of kind of disembodied voiceover and you're kind of carried through with the action and, and the music. So I think I, yeah, I think I responded to it a, a little more positively.
1: I mean, also, don't get me wrong, I think it was well edited. Just, if I was going to rewatch one of these trailers, like, in the future, I would just rewatch the first one. But this one, we got to see some reveals, like, that um, I'm sure people were thinking about, like, oh, that character's Cheetah, what are they going to look like? Are they going to look like, you know, CG, whatever, or is it going to be makeup? And also, this one definitely brought up the the humor more with the button where Chris Pine is trying on the clothes and being all like uh, fish out of water with knowing about radar and that sort of thing. So this one had a probably better balance of humor and just other aspects of the film in it.
0: Parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute now? I mean, that is a bigger point. Like, it is tough, you know, kind of earlier, like I was saying about Ben and Ted, like, it is tough to follow up a well-received teaser trailer because you can be so kind of sparse and eventy with those and, you know, especially if you get it right and the response is so strong, it's really difficult to kind of say, okay, where are we going to go now? And it's a fine line to balance, but you know, ultimately, I think people do want more especially as time passes and you get closer to that release.
1: Yeah, in a way, it's a fun creative challenge to be the second person making a trailer or making the second trailer because you have that sort of restriction of you know maybe not using some shots that have already been used but also it's probably just still way fun to just do the first one where everything's fresh and you don't have to worry about anything at all in, in terms of like, like a responding to something that's already been done or, or not.
0: <laughs> yeah. But also the, the tone has been established. So it's not kind of, you know, you're not putting a teaser trailer out there where you're working, you know, for example, on the Batman where there's only 25% has been shot and you're saying, okay, what's going to be, you know, we're, we're laying out potentially the tone of the rest of the campaign here but it's very early days in terms of where the movie's going. So, you know, once once you get to a second piece, you've at least had something that's kind of shaped the story and the tone. So you can kind of respond to that as opposed to just kind of going, okay, let's try this.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's Wonder Woman.
0: Nice. So uh, check all of those out and whenever they release and check Tenet out only in theaters in the next couple of weeks and Bill and Ted this Friday at home or at a drive-in. Or in a theatre if you're in a country that is not America.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. But if, regardless of where you are, be excellent to each other.
0: And party on, dudes.
1: We can't guarantee when we're gonna be back next, but it was nice to just catch up a little bit and chat about trailers. It's been a really long time. Hopefully, there'll be more for us to talk about soon, and we'll see. I I have some interview ideas that have come up that I might try to get around to, but I've also been spending a lot of this time making videos for my YouTube channel, so I can't give myself too much work. But yeah, it was great to record, and we'll be back at some point in the future, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, as always, you can send your questions to cutdown at idlethumbs.net. We're on Twitter at CutdownCast, and I'm at Derek Lou. And
0: I'm at Rick Thomas.
1: We're part of the Idle Thumbs Network, and you can join us on the Idle Thumbs forums if you'd like to discuss this week's episode. And as always, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. And we want to give a thank you to our friends at Twisted Jukebox for our intro music. So thank you. Thanks for listening.